Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 241, episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, June 15th, 2022, which of course means that we are... National Megalodon Day. National Megalodon Day, which happens to be an obsession within our household right now. Oh, really? Yeah. It almost sounded like I was saying something about J.A. Adon Day. Right, Megalodonde. National Megalodonde. That's his AKA when, when we have Jay Adonde on. Megalodonde. Megalodon, it's Megalodonde today. Oh, wait, wait, how do they know about Megalodons? They watch the Meg, or is that like the new shark that if you go to a museum, they're like, the Megalodon actually fuck a great white. Yeah, it's books. Like, that's, I don't know how, because I have not been able to persuade the people in my life, my my wife and, you know, my parents when they were out here to let me show my six-year-old Jaws, even though I had seen it a hundred times by the time I was his age. But he is still, like, through osmosis, just, like, taking over my obsession with sharks. And he, you know, why, why wouldn't you be obsessed with a megalodon when it is, like, a, a great white, great white times three? Yeah, turned up, yeah. Yeah, it's just the... Uh, the ramped up, supersized, great white. 
Anyways, my name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Y'all know me, still the same OB, never played no D. That is courtesy of Fighter of the Night, man. Followed it up with some bars that I, I did not have time to kind of figure figure out how to get my mouth around, but appreciate the faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate the knowledge of my and one nickname, Obi-Wan Play No D, mm-hmm. Fighter of the Night, man. And yeah, I felt I felt okay coming with a very modest AKA because I feel like Miles told me he wasn't gonna do shit and that it was gonna be like a real <laughs> low-key AKA. So I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hey man, Rudy, please put that bottle down. Yeah, you Rudy Giuliani. Toe up, drank, sex shop, drank, disbarred, drank, butt dial, drank. Borat, drank, hair dye, drank, rated, drank, rated, drank. Now I done threw up around some people living their life all coddled. Trump daddy had the golden ass, can we still vote that's in Chicago? He just Ooh. could not fucking deal with moving back to Mar-a-Lago. Some people just did not win the popular vote, that was his problem. I could hear a voice, boom, show tunes, he's gonna have a stroke soon. So I just stay fucked up, filling up my cup, I hear the crowds boo. Matter by the minute, on the record, now defeat. Took the sip, then another sip. Then somebody said to me, Rudy, why you babysitting Trump? You must have forgot about 9-11 and the mob you fought. Might look like a grinning ghoul full of liquor, but you fighting. Fool full of liquor and you frightening. Yeah, wave a few papers and the hair dye sweat gets mocked. But the media still all gonna watch. Yeah, I'm a grinning full of fool full of liquor, but I'm fighting. A fool full of liquor and I'm frightening. Oh. My gosh. That Waffle House. Christy Yamaguchi Main, you came through with that Kendrick Swing Pools, aka damn got me rehearsing that shit so I could get it right. I hope I did it justice. You did. Well done. Anyway. Fucking buckets. For a second when I was like, when I put the headphones on, I was like, maybe I could do a whole Kendrick ripoff career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you sound like like my swag is like this when I rap (laughs) man. Anyway. Well, that's done, a good sir. way to start the day. That is a good way to start yeah. the day and start the show and bring in yes. one of our favorite guests on the Daily Zeitgeist. Yes. It's a brilliant, talented, ingenious writer, podcaster who's written for publications like the New York Times, mm-hmm. uh, the New Yorker, the New York Review of Books, GQ. Oh, my God. You might have read uh, her feature on Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox. I am weed. Broke the internet. She was the co-host of the legendary podcast Girls in Hoodies. Yeah. Uh, and Night Call, and the creator of the legendary podcast that just dropped its final episode, so you can go listen to the whole thing in Educate one sitting yourself. right now. Uh, Heidi World, the Heidi Fly story. Coming to the stage. Welcome back to the show. It's Molly Lambert! Wow, I can't, I can't follow any of those AKAs. <laughs> they were so good. Um, here's what I've got. Okay. Okay. Uh, clap your hands if you think that the minions are really cool. <laughs> <laughs> clap along if you think that the minions are sweet like Gru. <laughs> because I'm clapping. Uh, that's what I got. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I mean, that it's a miracle those aren't the lyrics. They I mean, I do think the minions are really yeah. cool. I also, hot take... Don't think that song is as annoying as everybody else does. Well, because I, you're happy and you do live in a home without a roof. So uh, <laughs> it's because it, it's because it's bossa nova. 
it's fun. It's I've a fun always song. enjoyed it. It's a fun song. When people were like, this is the worst song ever. How dare you know, there's other songs. Yeah, I think it was. I, I wonder if it's just because it's also a song that became so like ubiquitous, like it was everywhere that it just had added to people's like, I hate this song. Much but like the Minions. They are I'm, everywhere, but actually they're pretty good. Yeah. Are they good? I don't I don't know. Oh, the minions them. are fucking great, man. Minions are great. Them, yeah. They're the so minions... much better than a lot of other kids' CGI stuff. They're yeah. so good. What language are they speaking? Like Italian? In I think so. I think a French person made them, but they are speaking like Minionese, which is like yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah. Cause sometimes I'm like, wait, I got a couple words. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, is this a They say language? banana. The, the minions are like apparently the person who created them is just a walking, talking, like that's who that person is. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Holy shit. but yeah, it really works. It's like a great I feel like one of the things that I'm confident like that's been created in the past 15, 20 years that people still have in the pop culture lexicon, uh, you know, decades into the future. Yeah, when I am driving back from the valley, back to my my home on the east side, Mm -hmm. and I see that big minion on the Universal. Yep. Makes me happy. (laughs) Is that like, (laughs) is that our like Christ the Redeemer of the valley? I have a real strong QAnon feeling about it for some reason. Whoa. Which um, wait, will you? Okay, so for people who don't know, in in like the at the edge of the valley sits Universal Studios, and right. at the top With of the, the Jaws hill ride, there, the King yeah. Kong ride, those are the things that I feel like the are, Jaws it's ride, the Jack's known. kids, too scary for Jack's kids, <laughs> too so. scary for my kids. We haven't taken them there yet. Uh, I'm assuming when when Harry Potter enters the their world, we will be going to Harry Potter world. Oh right, right, right. So. In that location, there's a gigantic minion on top of the hill, and it just sort of overlooks like this into the valley. Lords over the valey, and it has one eye, and it's yes. just—it's I love it. I'm oh, obsessed with eye. it. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, just the one eye overlooking the valley. Yeah, you know, okay. peering into all of our souls. It has an Illuminati energy. I think it's sort right. of like the yeah, the Illuminati pyramid with the one eye on it. That's yeah. the right. minion. Okay. Yeah. I like that. You know, we got to really look into that. (laughs) Well, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to continue checking in with the, what are we calling it, Coachella? So we're going to look at the strategy. Like, it seems like the thing that is sticking the most is the fraud, the cheating people out of money, at least, like, I don't know, that just taking a just broad not really paying attention to not watching the actual thing but just like watching the headlines and watching social media feels like that's the thing that people are like damn sixty thousand dollars for kimberly guilfoyle to introduce her boyfriend for two minutes and yeah so we'll talk about that strategy we'll talk about trump's strategy his response we're going to talk about the new squid game reality show that netflix is bringing they have decided to completely miss the lesson from their from their show and just cr- turn Squid Game into an actual reality show where people compete for the highest reality show prize uh, ever, 4.56 million. So we're going to see a lot of desperation. It's going to be really entertaining. Wow. And we had a, a stop down, a tech, a tech issue. Uh, Miles is AKA actually knocked out the power in his whole neighborhood. It was so yeah. good. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. You know, sorry, I, I, but not sorry. It's better for the world. 
They, it was a necessary <laughs> thing that happened. Look, I try and spit bars responsibly, but sometimes you get carried yeah. away and you end up affecting, you know, my neighbor's oxygen machine. Hopefully sometimes the grid's okay. not ready. Yeah, you yeah, do exactly. live next door to that uh, TV producer from Big Lebowski and the Iron Lung. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gary, the man is here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Molly. Before we were so rudely interrupted by the uh, limitations <laughs> of the Los Angeles power grid, I was going to ask you, what is something from your search history? Uh, I was looking up red pandas, little mm. cute guys that uh, are fun to look at. They are so cute that they look fake, like they look badly photoshopped. Yeah, they look CGI because how could anything exist and be so cute? Like, if, if someone showed me a picture of this, I would be like, well, that looks like shit. Like, try harder with the CGI because this is like the eyes look like stickers. Like, they don't even look like they should be possible. No, they are. They are proof of God's malice. <laughs> <laughs> Something so beautiful and cute could exist. Yeah. Truly, truly. Are they do, are they like, uh, you know, if you zoom out, are they like vicious, like they have like the most poisonous mouth or they? No, not at all. They're just little cutie boys. Oh, <laughs> it's always like something with like little cutie animal. They're like, yeah, but don't get the spit no, on don't you get or your close level to them. fall off. You're like, what? Are no, they big little... like in the movie Turning Red or how how large are we talking here? They're big enough to hug. Okay. That's that's all I, I mean. They're about. little weird bears, you know, yeah. they are bears, but. Like eternal you know. fox puppies or something. It's so, yeah. yeah. So what you trying to you trying to buy one? Well, look, if I see one, I'm gonna get grizzly manned. I'm gonna find out firsthand <laughs> if they will kill you. Because and if Werner I see Herzog one, will narrate. Yeah, because if I see one, I'm kissing it. This also represents the or like is a good I example of the limitation of the imagination of the evangelical and creative design movement. Uh, like, remember there was that video, I, I was actually talking about this on a secretly incredibly fascinating recently that's coming up. That's a lot of fun. But there, there was that video where like an evangelical pastor or maybe it was Kirk Cameron was like holding a banana and was like, this is proof that God exists because like, how could something so perfect? It's got a peel and you just open it. And it's like, well, Dude, like that's not like humans invented bananas with specialty breeding. And wow, like, you really have the minions on your mind. Yeah, I do. The banana. banana. If I had minions on my mind, I would be calling them bananas. <laughs> banana. <laughs> oh, You've really been minion brain. No, you're huh? right. You're right. The banana we eat now is like all hybridized. Uh, they should be showing pictures of red pandas. I mean, like, is this not? Well, check out, just dropped a link in the chat. This is what I look at. It's Red Panda Every Hour on Twitter. Okay. Hour is HR. And I put it in my list feed of people whose tweets I actually read because I follow too many people. So I have like a secret list that I actually yeah. look at. And I drop it in there so that the tweets are broken up by an hourly picture of a red panda just being yeah. cute. I mean, one of these looks like it's caught on like a little like backyard cam. Like in the yeah. wild, could you imagine just like instead of a possum, which is the thing that I always just see waddling through my backyard, uh, you, you saw one of these little fuckers? I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, I would literally, I, like every picture I look at it, I get mad. I'm like, God, 
Oh, it's activating like the caveman aggro reflex. Yeah, I love when I love when things are so cute they make you angry. (laughs) Have to protect. It's like I have to crush it. Yeah. No, it's like I have to protect it. Mm. From anyone who will crush it, like Miles. Yeah, Miles, damn. You know, there Miles was like a, revealed something. <laughs> no, there was this whole study about that reflex that we have about it, and like why some people literally do the things like, oh, I just you know, like the thing right. of I want to squeeze it of I mice and Bennett. It. Yeah, just yeah, like exactly. Lenny that shit. Mm-hmm. They want to Lenny it. You made me real. I was like, wow, is every podcast just of mice and men? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's when I was just reading. I'm like, oh, there's like there is this like this weird thing that it sets off. Like you're saying, to protect it or just seeing it, just <laughs> we fucking melt down. So I, I also think it's a good illustration of uh, the difference between men and women in some cases. And, you know, the the instinct to nurture, uh, which I actually happen to have too, Molly, or the instinct to destroy, like Miles uh, revealed that he just has. Well, I think they're twin instincts, right? Yeah. Yeah. N- yeah. N- nurture and destroy. Yeah, that's what the red panda represents because it's like a bear with teeth and claws, but it's so fucking cute. Truly a lesson. What is something you think is overrated? Overrated. Uh, Always, again, forgetting to think of anything before doing this podcast. What's overrated? Red pandas. Go with red pandas. No, absolutely (laughs) not. Not overrated. God, I'm just like so too excited about everything right now. I'm just like everything's anything is good. It's perfect. I have such a high tolerance for bullshit right now because I'm like, oh, we can go back outside. I was, you know, so things I'd normally be like the city walk garage. I'm like, no, it's paradise. (laughs) (laughs) I want to pay thirty dollars to park in a parking lot. Thank you, Rick. I just, I don't want to repeat myself. I feel like I always say the same things. I feel like I want to say breakfast tacos, but maybe I've said that before. So I don't want to just, uh, no, give it, give it to you. They they need it. All right. I'm going to say overrated Saturday, underrated Thursday. What? Okay. This is a young person's take. Oh, yeah, it's okay. a young person's take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the age difference of a couple of years. Wait, so what's the... It. Wait, okay, now like, explain to me. I mean, I, I understood Saturday? Thursday being okay. tight if I was in college, but go on. Well, not just college. First of all, we're all in college again now that we can go out again <laughs> after COVID. Time is meaningless. We're all podcasters here. We don't have a traditional work schedule. I just think Saturday, there's too much pressure to have fun to like make that the um, focal point of your week and be like, that's the night I'm going to have fun. Right. And Thursday is like, if you have fun, it's like a, a bonus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like when you're, you're saying like, do you realize how much fun you're having Thursday in the moment? Or like when you get home and you're like, damn, I did that on a Thursday. Yes. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's like a fun, you know, if you go out on Thursday and you have fun, you're like, uh, oh, that I didn't expect to have such a good Thursday. Mm-hmm. But if you have a if nothing's going on on Saturday, you're like, man, this is so depressing. It's Saturday. If nothing's going on on Thursday, it's like, well, it's Thursday. Right. Sure. 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 Yeah, I get that. I was like, I felt the same. I went to see Jurassic Park last Thursday, and I was like, going out to a movie on Thursday. I was like, this is the I'm living, baby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're in the and moment. I, but I didn't realize till I got home, or like afterwards, I was like, that was sick. That was dope. What I just did right there, going out to a movie on a Thursday right just like who can stop you no 
it's just, I don't know. It's cool. Everything sucks, but honestly, it's cool we don't live in the fifties and have to like put on a suit and tie and go to a job every day, right? Like <laughs> I was gonna take your overrated, underrated and extend it. I think weekends are overrated. We didn't used to have them in the eighteen hundreds. Okay. You. Let's just work all the time. You know? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Anti union Jack over here. <laughs> that's that's what that's he's my like, nickname. you guys. Yeah, he's like he he bought a vintage Pinkerton uniform. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be wearing later to the grove. Oh man. No, I mean I do think there's a lot of bad things about the uh work all the time, no boundaries, every day's a work day because of email, you know, thing. But I also think the flip side is that Every day is also a weekend. Every day is a day off if you want it to be. Yeah. Damn. If you... Uh, Mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite of the grind set. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You, you bend the spoon with your mind by making yeah. every day the weekend. It's the fine set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Maybe it is a collegiate mindset, but you know what? That's how I'm feeling right now. Is oh, like, that's great. We're all in college again. I, we're like I super seniors. I want to get to where you are. So I feel I like we're su- I feel like we're super seniors. You know, yeah. of LA. Right, right. You know, <laughs> the super seniors of LA. I'm <laughs> gonna go places and I'm like, oh yeah. That's what we'll name our secret club. The super seniors, super of, seniors LA. of LA. Uh, <laughs> Which just sounds it? like a bunch of people who meet to walk at the mall. Yeah, like, exactly. at the it sounds like a retirement community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Again, the line between the retiree lifestyle and the collegiate uh, go out every night lifestyle, pretty thin. Yeah, yeah fine, finally. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabel, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And yeah, so, you know, we're day... I actually don't know, like, how many days in are we to the, like, primetime event television I think there's, like, five or six hearings total. There's five total. At this point, or that's where we're headed? I think that's where we're headed. I I can't, I don't, I didn't really actually keep up with the actual schedule for Coachella, because I know they, they do this, they do the circus, and then right before midterms, they will then you know, be like, and here's our assessment type thing. Right. So they, they're waiting to drop the hammer right before the midterms. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, but yeah, as it is, I think we have uh, another one or two this week. And Molly, are you glued to the hearings? Or are you just like, you know, waiting for them to drop the hammer and carry I Trump off I am completely checked out. No, because none of that's going to happen. Um, what? Right? I mean, <laughs> I... Just going from the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial right into the January 6th stuff, really just we live in hell. <laughs> Dudes are batting a thousand right now in legal I, races. I truly don't understand why they're even doing this because there's no, it's just a show trial. It's like nothing's going to happen to anyone. I right. feel insane when I see like liberals posting about like, Trump's going to get carried mm. off in handcuffs, <laughs> right. you know, like Nixon. It's like, I don't, he's definitely not. And right. they're not even going to like give him a tap on the wrist. It's going to be like Diane Feinstein being like, 
Thank you. Well, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> We're all going to put on our kente cloth and uh, right. thank Stand Trump for that hero officer who so valiantly defended the Senate chambers. Like, like truly, what's the point? Like, where? Like, they're all just on the same team, right? And the team is like civility or whatever. And yeah, it is. There's Crazy. clearly a group of people like in on the hill though that like realize they're like, well, we can't have people this rude, right? And like they're united <laughs> yeah. in like ousting Trump for being so rude. But, but it's even also then, right. Again, that's what's they don't have the will. There's so many. I feel like I just see people posting about Trump so much too. Still, and I'm like, he's not the president anymore. He's not the reason everything sucks. Like, yeah, Biden isn't doing anything either it just like it makes me feel insane because they're just like yeah well doing like, all the same like it's Mueller time where i'm just like what are you talking about like oh my god i would fuck the shit out of robert Mueller. i know i know <laughs> so hot you say that every day and we have to cut it out of the show i know sorry Apropos of nothing just but all that i think all that the, stuff though what they're doing is what they do all the time is that they don't they don't know how to just do something that's good so they they need public sentiment on their side to do it you know what i mean like they just won't right. be like oh that's illegal man fuck that like here it is here's your here's your marching orders doj go do something go prosecute but th the feeling is so much like everything's like did you see that guys right so then he took like 250 million dollars that's bad right and everyone's like we fucking know somebody right. said it was like a west wing bonus episode they were like oh so they're not you're not going to do anything to any of these people. There's no right. consequences. Like, to me, it's crazy because it just says you can storm the Capitol and, like, nothing will happen. Yeah. Actually. And again, it just makes me be like, hmm, seems like maybe just the wrong side is storming the Capitol. It's not that right. people shouldn't be storming the Capitol to get stuff oh such as, let's say, guns outlawed. <laughs> Right. Well, everybody, they, this would just be a story about like the thousands of people who were murdered on the steps of the Capitol if if it was the other side storm. Right. That was a thing too. It's just like we all saw it, like nothing. Yeah. They yeah. they nothing, were doing selfies. Happened. We saw the selfies. That's one one clip that I feel like we're not getting a lot of, or at least I, I haven't been watching. But like that doesn't seem like the angle that the Democrats are going for is like showing the no, Capitol Police <laughs> flip, flicking it up with the the people who are storming the Capitol. I mean, it does seem like, okay, a show trial, and it seems like it's openly a show trial, right? Like it is a oh, show yeah. trial, but it's like even a show trial is usually meant to crush dissent, you know, in some way, right? Like the Heidi Fleiss trial from Heidi World, the Heidi Fleiss story in the Secret History of LA, was about scaring sex workers into not doing, you know, into into compliance. This doesn't even seem like it would scare anyone into anything because you're saying literally nobody's like Heidi Fleiss went to jail. This is like nobody's going to go to jail. There's literally no consequences. It's it so seems like though for crazy. the people so far, it's like the the seditious conspiracy stuff for Proud Boys is probably like the biggest thing. You're like, okay, well, that's they're pursuing something there. And Peter Navarro being the only person from that administration actually getting arrested. I was like, oh, because Mark Meadows did the same thing, and they've they told they've said, nah, no, nah, we're not going to charge him. So I it's just like, feel like, yeah, I mean, there's it, these like, yeah, piecemeal or like sort of ceremonial or like gestures towards actually right. happening. But I guess that's why I'm so the reason I'm like even looking at it is because to your point, I hate the idea that we're just going to send the message to people. It's like, look, man, 
as long as you as long as you're doing it for the right reasons like it's like we'll kind of let that shit cook but and i think that's what really frightens me and knowing like is this is it fully just going to play out like most other things where uh, america has to deal with like a problem of like white supremacy or fascism and then it's just like drop the ball right they're just soft on white supremacists they're like whoops they didn't mean it you know again if we were saying like yeah if the black panthers were storming the capital it would be a different story like yeah and and i don't know just i feel like you hear about when you hear about things from the past like the watergate stuff and then you see just like oh that's not gonna happen that's like we could do that but we're just not gonna right. hold anyone accountable actually yeah it makes you feel crazy it's like when you I, I don't know a thing that has always made me feel crazy was like oh yeah protest stopped the vietnam war but then when we were all protesting the iraq war it didn't really do anything they were just right. kind of made it illegal to protest so yeah, it just it makes you feel crazy and uh, have no faith in it. Yeah, I mean, I think if you hadn't at this point realized that the people in charge have abandoned you and uh, are going to fuck us all, then uh, maybe this is the the moment. But again, that must make me feel crazy as people being like, we're getting justice. Right. Yeah. Gavel like, time. Hey, gavel time to show me the actual receipts first before you start celebrating, because that's the thing I'm when I'm like, this is. It's it's like any it's like every other moment we've had. We're like, well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. I'm not right. going to get too excited. But because, again, like I like the the optics of it all or like the the energy from this committee does seem more like it was bad. And it's like, yeah, we fucking know, fool. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, please. Well, yeah. Address it or don't. But I mean, the difference between Watergate and this is not like the severity of what happened and like the obviousness, like the fact like they, they tried to overthrow the results of an election and like get rid of American democracy. And that's all out in the open. The difference is that like most of the country doesn't give a shit and an entire party doesn't give a shit. And when you look back at Watergate and like how that actually went down, like the country was like, oh, that's bad. We should like he shouldn't be the president anymore. And like we're just that's not changing here. Like we're we're not going to suddenly convince half of the country and the entire Republican Party to suddenly give a shit about this. So it, it does feel like the way it's being covered at least is now that like, well, the, this is a political act. And here are the things that are going to stick with Trump, like with Trump's followers and like will will actually hurt his reputation, um, which the, the main thing that seems to really be like pissing people off is that Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s wife, was paid 60 thousand dollars for a two-minute speech introducing her boyfriend like at the actual insurrection and like it, it really seems like that's the one thing that because the victim is the people who donated to trump's campaign it feels like that's that's a thing that logically makes sense to go after and it's probably the thing he's least careful about because he commits like financial fraud like the way other people breathe but the he also is they all do this stuff they all take money for speeches that's the, yeah. that they shouldn't take yeah. if they had any intention of being a real like a good politician so 
Yeah, and it's also playing into the thing like that's the, like somebody saying like, why are they doing the trials? It's so that the Democrats can use this to grift and go, you know, get paid <laughs> to make speeches about how they they took Trump, you know, to task. And it's like they're all just scammers. They're all scammers on both sides of the aisle, and they're all gonna fuck everybody. <laughs> right. I think the the like long view for the Democrats with this is that they want to try and pick off at least as many Republicans as possible who might be open to hearing about what happened. So just to kind of etch like etch away at like whatever support there is and then probably come with some like like weak ass like mail fraud charges at the end of this and then be like, We'll see, because then we keep, because like you're saying, they're underlining the way like his supporters are being wronged, too. That was like a big dimension of Coachella night, too. It was like, look at all your money. Look what they did. They, also, they why are we calling it Coachella? Because it's just, a, it's been a festival. There's been multiple nights. We have headliners. We have. Right, but what's the like, coup? Oh, coup. Oh, C-O-U-P. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Coachella. <laughs> we, we should just pronounce the P in this Coo-chella. case. Coachella. I was straight word. up like, I was like, Coochichella? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Cooch. <laughs> like, you mean like Freaknik? Like Freaknik? Not, not like Freaknik, um, R.I.P. But uh, it's uh, Coochella, C-O-U-P. Um, Coopchella. But, but yeah, that's what it feels like, especially with like a lot of the the big stuff, like where you see like the big lib like Twitter accounts who are like, gotcha, that's mail fraud, Donnie, like was like, right. The big I just like, I'm like, like I, I don't understand those people who really do they really think we're going to see Trump getting on the helicopter in handcuffs like Nixon or are they just I don't know, they're just brainwormed. It's all the I same think. people who were like, we're getting a new deal with Biden. And then it's like, OK, well, none of those things have happened. So. I think- yeah, there's a there's a level of like a combination of comfort, privilege and ignorance that you have to like have present for you to look at a situation like this and really think it's going to happen. Right. You're ignorant enough to not know that this country has a terrible track record dealing with white supremacy and right wing extremism and fascism. Then you also have to be privileged enough and comfortable enough to not have any of the policies of the government really affect you because you can either spend your way out of it or they're just not those are just there's just not pressures that are real to you like most other people so and then you're in denial that the country is actually what it is so it's easier to keep retreating to these things of like yes they got him because i don't want to say whatever what most other people are who are kind of looking at it you know and just gasping with despair and being like it's so fucking backwards and dark and this like you're saying it feels like the upside down where you have people who are advocating for like you know human rights and they get the shit kicked out of them and people are over here like meanwhile beating cops up with whatever they want and then they're like thank you go on in right yeah um so trump has Predictably, Trump is not. This isn't kind of great for him. He like he he's kind of flying off the handle. I mean, he does kind of thrive on conflict, uh, so maybe it's not the worst thing for him. But he put out a twelve-page screed on how corrupt this whole process is, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like some people are saying, it feels like desperate and like defensive, but like he from day one has always seemed desperate and defensive. Like 
I don't know. I like well, or I at think, least like swung back and forth between and desperate and defensive and like there's levels know. to his shit, you know, like it'll be like when he was in office, he would just be like, It's fake news and keep it moving. And not have to explain too much. He this motherfucker put out twelve pages with footnotes. Footnotes? Okay, in the fucking thing, because he's like trying to have like a legal rebuttal to what is happening. And he's just and really, at the end of the day, it shows like how like upset he is at like the people to see his like former aides and people in his administration just openly talking shit like Bill Barr, like laughing, even though let's not forget Bill Barr is just saving his own ass this whole time. And this trial has allowed him to be like, yeah, and I thought it was all bullshit. Don't don't listen to the parts where I said mail in ballots may be potential avenues for fraud uh trump because is n- like trump just wants everyone to read his sub stack right no 100 <laughs> kind of, yeah i mean like do you if you think about like the the way his ego is just like a all-consuming all-devouring black hole and like he has launched a bunch of l's like since he went, left office like he can't like get his sub stack like can't get people interested in like from the desk of the president or whatever the fuck <laughs> like that thing was can't get a social yeah. media platform no off the ground nope. no truths no yeah it's a like that that's got to hurt his feelings so maybe we should just you know continue the streak and ignore the fuck out of this yeah, if, if we hurt his feelings enough, he'll just disappear. That's what I'm saying. He'll realize he's a bad guy. <laughs> he'll figure it out, and he'll be so embarrassed. He'll never he'll want to like, show oh, his I'm face so again. Oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done <laughs> Why'd I do that? Stuff? He goes on in this thing. He goes, former AG Bill Barr, a rhino, if there ever was one, didn't have the courage or stamina to go after voter fraud, was afraid he was going to be impeached. No guts, no glory. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Rhino, you say. And then he goes on to say, like, again, amongst the 12 pages that people even bother to make excerpts of, the January 6th unselect committee is, dis- is disgracing everything we hold sacred about our Constitution. Like, you give a fuck about it. <laughs> if they had any real evidence, they'd hold real hearings with equal representation. They don't. So they use the illegally constituted committee to put on a smoke and mirror show for the American people in a pitiful last ditch effort to deceive the American public again. I mean, part of yeah. that's kind of true, but. Right. Smoke and mirrors show. Yeah, <laughs> put on a smoke. The old I thought he was going to say put on a, I thought he was going to say put on an absolute smoke show. Yeah, put on a live, <laughs> like a, like a I live stand podcast. Benny Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's it, this is really I, I don't know. It, it you watch, I think on the periphery, right? What like as this goes on and you see how much Fox doesn't want to talk about it, how much like Newsmax is just saying like even wackier stuff because like. They, they're going to get sued if they talk about Dominion voting systems. And it's just like they're having trouble dealing with this in a like a, a way that could even follow the logic for Fox News. Because like on Laura Ingram, there's been like, oh, man, it's like barely any showmanship in this thing. Like they were critiquing it like it was a like a child musical, like at an elementary school. And all like in, in the meantime, people like Brit Hume on Fox, he was saying like, you know, he's saying the thing that a lot of people say, which is like, you know, a lot of Republicans secretly hope that this kind of hurts Trump and then he's not able to run because a lot of people don't feel Republicans can win with him at the top of the ticket. There's something to that for sure. Like there's a lot of I mean, there are plenty of savvy Republicans who like are actually understanding like, yeah, if we're going to get to power, like we can't just have this guy there immediately. Like that hurts the chance of like my fucked up America that I'm dreaming up. And it's not the one Trump has. And I can I can definitely see how there's conflicting views there. 
But like you add to that too, Nikki Haley, who's also, you know, a person who they've said is like rumored to run for president in 2024. She's doing the thing now where she's picking like pick. She has her own House candidate picks that are in direct opposition to Trump's like revenge picks in Mm -hmm. South Carolina. So, you know, there's like it's it's all always curious to see what the calculus is of like the DeSantis's and Nikki Haley's of the world who clearly feel like they can have their shot. But I'm like, I don't know. All of them actually seem pretty still shook at the idea that he's still so popular. So I'm like, I always take those kinds of quotes like, well, I don't know. Do we think there's any chance? Because if if they go with Trump, like, is this the moment for a leftist candidate to come in? I know, like, there was conversations about how, like, a lot of people in the Democratic Party don't want Biden to run. And then, like, his press secretary came out and was like, to be clear, Joe Biden is running in 2024. But I don't know. Like, it does feel like... Chile just elected a leftist and he was bro, bro they're not going to let us elect a leftist. Right. Remember yeah. when remember when they rat fucked Bernie? That's that was our last chance. That was the boat. That was watching the Titanic sail, you know, start to sink. Like we're I, fucked. We're fucked. America's over. <laughs> <laughs> America is over. I think that was the sign that that you know Obviously, vote locally. Obviously, I'm stoked about some things here that have happened in L.A. But I think uh, that was a sign to like organize amongst yourselves and have we a constantly, mutu- yeah, we have a mutual a mutual aid network of people that will help you because uh, the Democrats are never going to help us, and they're never going to let us get a real leftist progressive candidate. So you know, right. the Democrats will fight that harder than they fight. Oh, uh, for sure. They you Trump. saw that they did. Yeah. But if it I ends mean, up yeah. being like Biden, Trump, and then a leftist candidate, like in that person in... will mysteriously die. Like I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like they they are so afraid of yeah. anything good ever happening in this country. And also, you know, that's why they crushed the sixties, is because can't have but Chile had resources. like Pinochet for decades and then, you know, eventually. But we have different, we don't have a culture of rising up. But they, that's know? the whole point is that they're saying you can't do a revolution unless you're a bunch of white supremacists and then it's fine and you'll just get a slap on the wrist. Right. I, and but again, yeah, if yeah. we tried to levitate the Pentagon, which we should. Right. It's not going well for us. I think, yeah, like, like you're saying, right, there have been constant reminders where yeah the leaders are missing the ship like all the, missing all the, the opportunity we're like, like all the hey, pipeline stuff change? you know how about yeah. all of the shit that we were identifying as existential threats and they completely just they'd fuck it up because again there's just a mixture of like one percent of people who understand what the stakes are and then like 99 percent of like career like demon people who just want to take as much corporate donations as possible so because of that the makeup of the of the Congress is not a group of people who get it. They're all they're like our old grandparents who have they're all millionaires. Just crazy capitalists, right? And they're also like we happen to to be there during the golden age, during the one time in history when we had this post war boom of money and everybody could have a job for thirty years and then retire. Why don't you guys just do that? Right. And it's like, what? wait, grandma, that's not what the deal is. It's like, well, you always have new shoes on. Yeah, you know, why don't you what? just work hard and save money and uh, 
Eventually, but, you'll be able to buy a $5 million house in Los Angeles while it's catching on fire. <laughs> the did, did you see, speaking of the pipeline stuff, did you see that the, like, the villain of one of the, like, main threads of the Cooch, Coachella was an environmental attorney? <laughs> this guy, Jeffrey Clark, he's like a, <laughs> he was the assistant attorney general and, like, came in and was basically like, hey, man. Like, I'm going to do the thing where I ask people to send different electors if you just make me attorney general. And it was like a three hour long meeting. But it's just so wild that he's by trade an environmental attorney. Let's can't even get that right. Yeah. I mean, again, like I'm bringing up Nixon a lot, but like, you know, Nixon is to the left of like most Democrats at this point, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And he was like more of an environmentalist than all yeah. of these people. I think things have just shifted so far to the right since Reagan that they're not they're not going back. They're just they fucked us so bad and they mm. deassembled all the you know if they had had an again just like if they had had an ounce of like doing what what they should do you know Biden ran on like this new deal kind of thing has done anything. So they just don't care. I have to think that they just don't care. Yeah. I think there are people that do and they but they don't they don't realize how out of their depth they are. They really like because like when you read about the frustrations in the White House, it really is. It's el the elderly trying to figure out why young people don't like them. And they. Yeah. And being like it's ageist. it's ageist if you don't like, you know, Nancy Pelosi. And it's like, well, it's not ageist to think that it, it's actually super fucked up to think people should work until they die. Yeah, and yeah. especially if you're a public servant, like, of course, you can, like, make art until you die. But, like, should you be in office until you die? Probably not. I think these are also difficult conversations to have that people don't want to have, especially because we're going to have, like, a huge elderly population soon of boomers. Just, like, we're so fucked. <laughs> yeah. We are so <clears throat> fucked. And the people making the decisions are all going to die soon. Yeah, like. Diane Feinstein. That's what, I guess that's what I'm like talking about. Like that's where my like small grain of hope and probably you know naive. But that was also like where I lost my mind with the RBG stuff, where it was just like it's not feminist to fucking stay and off, you know, to do right. it, to yeah, refuse yeah. to give over power to the yeah. younger generation to a younger woman who might be able to like protect fucking abortion rights. If you could just check the chat, I, I did send you a video of her doing push-ups, though. So I think we're <laughs> yeah. actually clear on that. And but it's just like, as like a left, I don't know. I've also maybe just like given up on the idea of feminism because I've seen just women be manipulated against each other in these insane, you know, like all the just the Bernie and Liz Warren stuff made me feel so fucking insane that I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm giving up. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, I think the only hope that I see is that a plurality of people, because their living situation becomes so like fucked up, that they begin to either interact more like and get more involved or at the very least, like lose these like weird partisan allegiances to be like, and I'm a Democrat and I do this and like phase to more of like an understanding of like. 
we we like people in this country deserve better. It's not being delivered. And that's where it has to go. And I think the, the amount of organizing with unions, I think, underlines too that yeah. you're seeing like plenty of people are reaching that breaking point. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, the only thing I'm like, well, where's this going to break? That's the thing that I look out for that keeps me not fully, you know, in the with a cloud. I think it's just like there's two set right. You can get really blackpilled and I don't believe in that either. I think you have to like I, I just think it's like you're either on poor people's side or you're not and the Democrats yeah. clearly don't give a fuck about poor people yeah. in this country and you know, we see that in LA too with like the way alleged Democrats treat the homeless. It's just like you know, you're fascists if you mm-hmm. right straight up. So yeah, to me that's like that's all it is. It's like, yeah, do you care? Do, are you know the american mindset of just like i'll get mine is right. is fucking toxic and we saw during covid that that was all they did was be like get everybody mine. just do your own thing <laughs> but also yeah when they gave us unemployment and gave us five seconds off then people did organize and people did <laughs> right they're like fuck and these then conditions they were like, like fuck, fuck 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 yeah yeah and then like, they were like never again cuz uh they saw that people could you know, spray paint a cab on the Beverly Center, which was my favorite high moment. art of 2020. I think, you know, like with all those things combining. Right. And there's I this is like the one thing you hear repeated over and over from like the like operative consult, political consultant set is that all the billionaire clients are really worried that a, a real conversation shifts to, well, who has our money and right. how and what and how is it like that? Because everything they do is to keep the conversation away from like their hyper wealth. And I think as again, I think as people become slightly less shackled to the idea of like how our political system works and understanding that like we live in this like casino where people with huge fucking amounts of money can do whatever the fuck they want and sort of enact the kinds of things that they want to that we begin to sort of shift that conversation. It's definitely not going to happen in the mainstream media because that's completely paid for by the people who don't who are paying them to not talk about them or them or make them the source of their ills like you're not going to hear conversations around inflation with a huge emphasis on corporate profits that happens maybe once every four days and it's one person who comes on with like long hair like some dude with (laughs) long hair like yeah 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 thanks granola man who like gave him the clean bill of dr ronnie yeah like whatever (laughs) but that's like you know and i think that's where People are slow, like you see that thaw a little bit. And I think, again, that's where I'm like, fuck, mate, that's as long as we can kind of keep more people moving in that yeah. direction, then maybe we can figure something out. But I do think people are also seeing it's like if you pay attention to what's happening rather than what yeah. people are saying, you pretty much start to pick up on that. And again, I think this is all Reagan's fault. I blame Ronald Reagan for fucking everything. But yeah, they got rid of all the social services. They took all the safety nets out of American life and and it it broke America. And so Right. Yeah. And then they blamed all the resulting destruction on the left somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because we lit a cop car on fire one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because they've made Civility. like the, they've made like the the like the empathy and the acknowledgement of people's humanity like that is on like the left they've weaponized that to say they're these freaks who just want to give everything away to everyone and i think what really like the messaging is it's just that all people deserve a base level 
of, right? of <laughs> fucking care and support. That's what it is. We, we just need to like the, the next thing that we have to establish as a people in this country, if ever possible, is to collectively understand okay, this is the bare minimum that people... Right, well, that's the thing. It's like that no handouts mindset, you know, is the problem because, right, it's like we need public housing for unhoused people, but the people who hate homeless people also don't think homeless people should get free housing of any kind. But Mm -hmm. instead, like, there's this thing yesterday that Alyssa Walker posted about how, like, they put these fucking rocks all over the freeway margin things that are like the last place homeless people can live right and they like implemented this like over the overnight basically they put all these rocks all over the city so that homeless people can't camp and it's like yeah what if you took the money and fucking effort you spend on making it illegal for homeless people to be anywhere and just fucking built public housing like the solutions the workarounds are a like completely fascist and evil but be like they just don't even make any fucking sense yeah there's no well because i think that again we look at this every time right the solution is so clear every time but it involves rich people making less money so the conversation fucking ends there you say well guns fucking no don't fucking make them anymore well then they gotta stop their business okay what about fucking health care can we get some free? Well, then they got to they got to stop their business or lo- make less money. OK, what about fucking climate change? Well, they got to make less money off of gas. OK, fuck it. What about uh, policing? Well, they got to then they're going to make less money in their salaries. And the in military industrial complex is also affected. There. So, no, we can't talk about any of these. What about right. building more things? Nah, what if we drop a bunch of rocks on motherfuckers? <laughs> like what? And that's yeah. like the absurdity I feel like people need to really understand is like logically we can most people could be like, why don't you just build some houses? Why don't you take guns away? Why don't you da 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 and realize that there is such a huge the impediment are the m- members of Congress who are paid by these industries to never facilitate a conversation that leads to them making less money. Yeah, that's right. And but I, I so my only hope is that Obi-Wan more people are it, my only hope <laughs> obi-wan coming through out of, out of hiding where, where yeah. he had kept his same name uh no my only hope is that it just seems like more people are aware of this than ever before there no mainstream media is talking about it but there are like places for them to communicate with one another it's just like something i don't know that there seems like there is more energy than is being acknowledged and in fact the lack of acknowledgement for the energy on the left is probably part of the plan or part oh yeah of the 100%. Strategy. i mean they definitely didn't cover the like the the la election which kind of went well for the leftist candidates right they just covered the santa yeah. san francisco uh recall like, yeah but you know again just like being offline and being in real life with other people who've been organizing also just makes you be like, oh, yeah, like the world isn't horrible. Yeah. yeah. You just got to be off the Internet. Right. Yeah. Because I honestly like because like I like you said, you'll read one thing and then you read so many different opinions on one thing and it does do your head. You're like, what the fuck? And part of it is just at? that the Internet will make you feel bad. That is its purpose. Yeah. And it's like it's free because you're the product. And Right. You know, keeping you engaged with like doom scrolling is 
how they're making money Just, off. I mean, yes, yeah. right now, if you're listening, Google a mutual aid group in your city and meet those people. Yeah, Just definitely. Go, I think go Just meet people get who offline. are also humans too. Like that will be very. It will be. It will bring you life to know that, like, oh shit, okay, good. There's other people. No, who get are involved with like other helping. human beings. You know, there's a lot of great community fridge programs right now in LA that popped up during the pandemic. But yeah, I mean, again, it's like it's not all bad. Sorry to be. So no, I get it, but that's what it is. That's I think that's what we feel in this country, right? Like we're 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 watching our neighbors die. It's so extreme. And, I think that's the thing. Is it's so yeah. extreme and it is, yeah, it is more like Chile than people in America in mainstream media would like to acknowledge in that. Right. There's a lot of fascism and also there is a lot of energy on the left and desire to overthrow all the bullshit and them telling us that can't happen is part of how they keep everyone in their place, right? right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Quick story about another way they're keeping us in our place, which is a new reality show <laughs> that's going to break records. Oh, God. Is this the Squid Game? The real life yeah. Squid Game? Yeah. Going to yeah, keep 456 of, of us in, a, in one place. <laughs> the dystopia. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. 
find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And so a squid game for a season two. Um, that okay. was that was news that you might have caught a couple uh, days back. But even more news. Netflix very focused on the uh, on the bottom line on on how Wall Street is looking at them, and they wanted another squid game headline, probably, presumably. And so they came up, <laughs> got put their heads together in a boardroom, and were like, "What if Squid Game was real?" Okay. And like one of them died because their head exploded. And but yeah, so Netflix has greenlit Squid Game The Challenge, a reality competition series based on the hit 2021 South Korean drama. If you watched it, you might remember that the hit 2021 South Korean drama was a social commentary on, you know, a world in which people are so desperate for money that they will kill and be killed in order to like win a chance at a single pot of money and it was like this is this is really depressing and like what what it's come to netflix was like yeah 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 more on that later shut the fuck up what if we what if we were like the rich guys in that room and they are yeah apparently do they, do we know how it works like it's just going to be backstabbery gone wild i feel like that's the only way you do because people aren't going to die obviously well are yeah, they they're gonna... are, we, are we here have we finally <laughs> we there got yet? here <laughs> it's 456 players compete competing for 4.56 million which is a reality television record for in terms of prize money what about is that adjusted for inflation i'm sure that i i don't know but yeah yeah that's <laughs> true. Like, it's actually like, the third biggest it's actually less than the original uh who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> prize but I, I'm sure there will be like children's games where people are like trying oh, to. Oh right, like playing jacks. Know, yeah, but just without the death. I'm assuming, but it's there. Ha- there has to be like some level of like spills and like wipe out. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. you kind of need to see people get wrecked, like in a non-life threatening way. Right. If we're really gonna to go all in on that. But that's, I mean uh, look, I'm just pitching myself. I'm putting myself out there, Netflix. If you need somebody to play one of the rich American guys who's in the thing and being like, I love this game. Bring me more champagne. <laughs> As you've heard already, my nickname is Anti-Union Jack. I have a logo, which is the Union Jack. Uh, yeah, did you get that that was a it. joke? That was a joke about the Union Jack. Yeah, no, I, yeah, lo- yeah. I loved it. And I'm running with it. <laughs> that was that was. Uh, you were you were front and center at the Queen's Jubilee. I was with right. a Union Jack with the Ghostbusters X over it, and people didn't people didn't appreciate it, even though I'm here for the platinum jubes. Oh, oh I think my power came back. There we go. I think I made somebody happy. What do you? What games was, do you that think? That was the Queen blessing you from heaven. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And uh, the queen has been daved. Uh, for those who don't remember that Kevin Klein film directed by Ivan Reitman, where a man daved. played the president who was actually, I think, in a coma. Yeah. The queen has been daved. <laughs> I love turning Dave into a verb. A verb. I love yeah. Molly, uh, you, you've been turning fuckingest. Uh, like dudes wanting to be the fuckingest dude, I think. Oh, is yeah. Something. I, I love that turn of phrase. Uh, I use it a lot when I'm watching it. my favorite television show, The Offer, about the making of The Godfather. Uh, right. Yeah, in which yeah. there's a guy named Al Reddy who's the producer, and he's the fuckingest guy on that show, which means Robert oh. Evans is kind of like a beta cuck to him on the show right but it's produced by the guy because produced by already <laughs> so, <he's Right>. like, <laughs> so he can't be outfucked by robert evans right right his right. own show no 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 what if the but, kid uh, didn't stay in the picture that's right what if the kid got the fuck of out a, of it actually of dork actually <laughs> i mean <laughs> what if yeah what if the kid's a fucking loser really i mean if you that's think what's about funny it. it's like it's sort of maybe it's like like accidentally accurate by portraying robert evans as kind of a dork which he for sure was right and for people that's a, a film producer not the podcaster. not the um, podcaster although he plays the producer on my show yeah which is apropos um <laughs> i would say like okay but back to the squid games thing do you think they will do some of like Will they do the yes. and like, sure. but it's like paintballs and shit? Yeah, uh, probably paintballs. Maybe it'll just be like a like laser dot or, or something where they're just like counted out. Presumably Maybe they won't be arrows. like, <laughs> yeah, presumably they won't be shot. I think they will definitely sleep in the uh, giant barracks. Like, oh, yeah, because like it's a reality one. show. Yeah, it's a reality show. I think tug of war will be heavily involved and mm. they will probably to to your point like the way that like reality show competitions seem to be going is like uh using special effects to make it seem as though the loser has been killed <laughs> like isn't that a thing right. that happens on that one <laughs> show where they're like uh you got the answer wrong and then you just like disappear down a dark Oof. hole yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, I feel like wasn't the, in the floor is lava. Like if you fell in the floor, like they kind of pretended oh, it was actually yeah. lava. That was that a Netflix. Yeah, yeah. That was That's a Netflix a innovation too, is that you would fall in the lava and then like they would cut dead. out the part where you came came <laughs> where you popped back out and you would just like swim off camera, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So they well, they're already there. They're already like so people want to believe. Um, that these desperate people who are, you know, just com- debasing themselves to compete for this big sum of money are actually dying in the process. <laughs> like that, that was their takeaway from. I bet, 
do you think they'll produce it to the point like because they're you know i'm sure like the first game will like probably get rid of 80 percent of the cast right because it's like there's no way you can facilitate fucking that many people for what well, is bad storytelling yeah yeah but then they like they set it up so like there are dudes who like went to high school together but never talked to each other and they're like whoa brett you're here i thought right. you were doing well he's like i had way too much money in crypto man right? i'm back to square one i'm here at the squid game like you but brett you're my financial advisor yeah man oh, yeah, about man. that you're, f- <laughs> you're fucked uh you're upside down on a bunch of ether man yeah squid game hit us up we can write the desperate people storylines for you we're not ripped proud. from the headlines yeah. <laughs> all right well we'll, we'll this is going to be an ongoing story um we will keep you up to date oh, molly yeah. it has been as always a true pleasure having you on tvz yeah, yeah. where can people find you follow you hear you all that good stuff you can find me on Twitter at Molly Lambert and on Instagram at Molly underscore Lambert. And uh, that's it. And check out Heidi World, the Heidi yeah. Vice story and the secret history of L.A. Now fully out on all podcast platforms forever. Yeah, yeah. Forever, forever. And, and Jack ever. and Miles are both in it. Amazing. And work. I mean, any it's very it's a a storied group of people lending their voices. And I'm, I'm honored to be one of the lowly names on that list. Yeah. Well, Miles plays James Con, So you did give me the option to pick <laughs> what I wanted. I said, I, Sonny was one of my favorite characters in the Godfather. It was perfect. So it had to be I Jimmy was so Con. happy. <laughs> Jimmy Con, who has yeah. been mentioned as potentially, you know, involved in that stuff, which was a revolution revelation to me before, you know, I, I didn't know. Jimmy Khan was involved. You could in tell stuff. from Scott Khan's cockiness what was going on in that house. <laughs> Is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? I already talked about the red pandas at length, which is definitely the number one thing that I enjoy. There you go. Oh, give him that handle one more time. It is red panda every hour at red panda every HR abbreviated hour. Um, but I don't know. I enjoyed everybody's jokes about the Lady Gaga, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie yesterday also. Yeah. We talked about that on uh, the Trends episode yesterday. So, future. I like and... the jokes. I like the jokes. My favorite, yeah. actually, my favorite was was the one that was a, a still of Lady Gaga from House of Gucci. And it just said, we live in a society in Italian. That's <laughs> <But> like... <laughs> Che viviamo una societia. <laughs> that was my favorite. I love it. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, also, check out the basketball podcast. Miles and Jack got mad boosties. And uh, if you like 90 Day Fiance, check me out on 420 Day Fiance. Um, let's see some tweets that i like oh it's from sarah haji uh, at kind of haji h-a-g-i tweeted guys i feel so so sick with this revelation that top gun is military propaganda i thought this was all made up i didn't know these planes existed irl <laughs> so stupid but i just i love the the takes of everybody now being like it's propaganda yeah it's you mean me you mean me Miles, talking shit, bro. Uh, you said you love it. <laughs> I did love it. We love a good piece of propaganda. Yeah, it's good. Propaganda can be good too. It's just very damaging. 
Let's see. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A tweet I've been enjoying from uh, Tom Hanks is Innocent tweeted, Jurassic Park movies are unrealistic because none of the white people in them try to kiss dinosaurs on the mouth. Uh, observation. Um, you can find uh, us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist or okay. at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Oh, man. Uh, this is a song which also I just want to really direct people towards the music video, too. It's a new Pharrell track with Tyler, the creator and 21 Savage. It's called Cash In, Cash Out. And it the really it's the video. That's really dope. the beat is dope because it sounds like like if the Neptunes like just remembered who they are. I don't know if Chad Hugo actually helped produce this. It might just be Pharrell. Um, but the video is really dope. Uh, they like 3D printed little miniatures of themselves because they shot this during the pandemic and they tried to find a way to do a music video without being together and these french animators created like a 3d printed zoetrope zoetrope machine to animate the video and use like cgi to put it all together and it's kind of fucking wild so uh this is you know check out cash in cash out pharrell tyler 21 all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. 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 Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.